Australia in four, the United States in five. Off, McKenzie at the bottom, Stubbins above her, Schlanger in six, then to the yellow lane, Henry. Queen start, Newell's got into the water quickly, but so did Joyce. For short of Germany was away well. They'll go to the wall all together, pick that one. Bloomer in fact, ahead of Manuel and Hirsch Amenya. What a shot, Peterson stumps her authority on another 200 breaststroke. Now Henry is starting to come at her. Henry's throwing Linden down. Linden and Henry. Henry and Linden. They hit it. Jody Henry of Australia shading. Jenny Thompson has taken the lead here. The Australians have only won this race once. It was with Dawn Fraser in 1956. Henry's moving away. She's going to win it for Australia. This has been a remarkable last leg. Jody Henry is going to bring Australia home for what will be yes! victory. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Shannon Rollison podcast for 2024. My name is Robbie Cox. I'm your host, joined by the man himself, Mr. Shannon Rollison. Shannon, happy new year. Yeah, happy new year, Robbie. You been well? Yeah, been good, been busy. Um, I went back to my old opener with the long hello, everyone. That's for a special person out there who requested that. They've, they've said they've missed me being animated at the beginning, so I've done that. I'm not going to say who, but they'll know once they're listening. So there you go. Don't say I don't do nothing for you. Um, <laughs> no, it's been good. It's been busy. Um, no real break in, in our household. It's just been other than the public holidays, but... It's all been rocking and rolling. I went up to Newcastle last week and had a visit with Sander and the Newcastle um, performance program, which was really good. They're doing a good job up there. Yeah, yeah, um, that's sat, good. Sat with Sander for, for a while and had coffee and had breakfast and then they asked us if we wanted lunch because we'd been there and it was like 2 o'clock. So I was like, oh, we better get out of here because we, we could talk all day. So, mm. no, nah, that's been good. What about yourself? Yeah, had a good Christmas. Um my mum came down, uh, so I think it was her first Christmas in Canberra, so she enjoyed it immensely, loved the weather, um, and uh, she stayed through to 2nd of January, so, yeah, it was good. Um, yeah, we had much better weather than uh, those Queenslanders. <laughs> yeah, oh, there wasn't there the big storms and stuff up yeah. there. Humid and stormy. Yeah, humid. So, um yeah, it's it's amazing, eh? Yeah, the weather, you know, forecast for summer was dry and hot and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, well, lucky they're not swimming coaches, eh? Yeah. <laughs> I've always said uh, meteorologists and, you know, the weather people, for those of you, um, the, the only job, surely, that you can get it wrong and still have your job. That's like, mm. what a job to have. Oh, it's going to rain tomorrow. Well, it's sunny. Oh, well, we got that wrong. Nothing happens. They come back tomorrow, they can go again. Yeah, well, my mum brought up, <laughs> um, if you're from Brisbane back in the, uh, I suppose it must have been the 80s, um, and there's a guy called, he, he was Channel 10, an older fella, and he, was, he, he was Ray Wilkie. Okay. And um, my, my, she was following the Brisbane weather because, you know, it was, she's, lives on two and a half acres and she was worried about trees coming down and stuff like that. She said, oh, they're not as good as Ray Wilkie. He got it right <laughs> back in the 80s, you know. <laughs> I wouldn't give two bob for these. Presenters <laughs> now, they're all young and now, you know, she just went off. 
Yeah, what are that? Honestly, like just – and every day you look at your apps because, you know, I coach outside, so any coaches who coach outside generally, especially through summer, have a, just to keep an eye on is there any storms, things coming around. Every day, possible rain, possible this, possible yeah. that. It's just your way of getting out of it. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, absolutely. Anyway, apologies to all the meteorologists that listen to the podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> any New Year's resolutions, Shannon? So typically, yeah, coming into the new year, people have New Year's resolutions. Yeah, so uh, my big two are no chips and no chocolate to Olympic trials. No chips and no chocolate. Yeah, to Olympic when, trials. When you mean chips, you mean like Smith's chips? Oh, well, like yeah. hot, hot chips. Potato yeah. Chips. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, uh, you know, like crisps, as okay. the as the English would say. Yes, um, yes. <laughs> yeah. So. And no chocolate. Oh, that'd yeah. be hard. That'd be hard. So. I tried to be good at uh, Christmas. I still put on, like, two kilos. <laughs> I blame my mum. <laughs> yeah, no. I deserve my age. No, <laughs> no. No, it's a hard time of year, especially if you're trying to um, it'll even stay fit through the Christmas is just sometimes it's a tough gig. Um, yeah, New Year's resolutions. Any for the program, Shannon? Did you have any sort of? Try and be better. <laughs> oh, very good. You guys had a good state. We'll get into state in a minute, but you guys had a pretty good state. Yeah, I was. Um, I was really happy, actually. Um, the yeah, normally we we sort of rest for it a bit, <clears throat> and um, this year because we're going to South Australia next week. Yep. So, I I just kept working up to. The weekend of uh, before, and then I jumped in the car and and came down. And the open guys, they just had to swim easy for Monday, Tuesday, and then come down. So, um, so I, I was I was really pleased. I thought they did a good job. Um, there was a couple of events that I wasn't, you know, I wasn't happy with. Uh, but I probably look back and I think, oh, I might have worked them a bit harder than than what I thought. Particularly with my breaststrokers. Yeah. Um, having said that, their two hundreds were quite good. So, um, so I uh, because I, I've sort of played put more weight on the South Australia meet, mm -hmm. um, just because we're it's costing money for people. So thought, well, we better you know make that the priority. Not that New South Wales doesn't cost us money, but you know we can drive up yeah. opposed to flying. So. Um, Oh, yeah, I was really happy. Um, Abby Webb got a little bit sick leading in, so she was probably a little bit more rested than the others. So um, but I was really happy with her. I thought Bronte was good. Um, so uh, all in all, quite happy. But, um, you know, the big big ticket, big big um, uh, relay on the end night, uh, <laughs> I've, I've ticked one of those um, bucket list uh, events, haven't I? So yeah. I was pretty happy about that. Yeah, the, the the 10 by 50, the club relay. Yeah, you guys got them. Um, came down to what? Like the last the last lap, really? Once you head, head into the last lap, you, yeah. you were okay. But it came down to the wire. Yeah, yeah. So um, Pat down at Wollongong, he, 
I was sort of un, unbeknownst to me. I yeah, we weren't we weren't in that top heat. We were in the um, you know the the first heat because yeah. we we hadn't we never had enough to to do it. But I, I asked the guys if they wanted to do it, and and they were up for it. And Bronte was like, "Yeah, yeah, let's go." And um, anyway, so uh, then Pat comes over and says, "Oh, you're not in the fastest heat. You've got to get in the fastest heat." And then <laughs> they weren't going to put us in the fastest heat. And um, Mick came over from Loretto, and he said that um, he was happy to get out of there. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and um, so that was the only reason why we got into the fastest heat. So thanks very much to to Mick for that. So, <laughs> but I deliberately went slowest to fastest, which probably isn't isn't ideal. But I wanted to put pressure on the faster guys at the end. Yep. But uh, what what an exciting! I, that was the most exciting event uh, race I've I've been involved with, um, outside of you know some of the majors and stuff. But de- definitely in in Australia uh, since back in the GPS school big school meets, you know where you get yeah. capacity crowds and stuff. I mean, it was just jam-packed, wasn't it, on pool deck? What a fantastic event. Yeah, no, it was good. Um, I think, and I mentioned this to you the night of when it sort of come away, even seeing, so SOPAC um, had a few of their big guns there, some Olympians, so Matt Wilson, Seabomb Lee was, you know, running his hand. So it was good to even see those guys getting really into it as well, Yeah. Um, which got everyone into it. And it brings me to, you know, back to my point, which is, you know, why not have a relay day at New South Wales Senior State? Because you're going to get that kind of an atmosphere most of the day to kick off your week. Yeah, yeah. Like I know it's a great way to finish it, but that that sort of atmosphere would be sustained through, you know, most of a whole day, especially, you know, with a lot of bragging points on the line, like, you know, obviously, you know, with the boys' teams and it was so Pac V and Knox, wasn't it? And Yeah. That sort of stuff. So no one wants to give an, you know, no one wants someone to win. And there's the point scores and there's all these things. So I, I love that sort of stuff. I agree with you. I think we could do more of it to get more of a, an atmosphere. Yeah, and it's why I'm, I'm not, I, I don't see any credibility whatsoever. Uh, not even one percent of doing four by twos, and even at a club level, four by ones, long course, four by ones, short course, maybe. Uh, but four by one's long course is a complete waste of time of every single person in in in, in the stadium. Yeah, um, they bring nothing to the table, um, and uh, I'm all for short relays where because because what you're trying to you know one you want good close racing, but two it's the skill involved in changeovers. I mean that that men's team that you talk about. There was half a body length for 500 meters. Yeah, it was stroke for stroke, and um, you know, so um, that's just that's great development. That's that's athlete development there in a nutshell. You know, so and I know that um, we're trying to go uh, like eight or six or eight. Um, I think the boom gate's going to play a bit of a role in in the final numbers, um, but uh, short course. Uh, 25 meter relays okay yeah so you know that sort of stuff you can win and lose on changeovers yeah so um and that's what we want um developing 
relay skills, you know. So, um, but I thought it was really good. Uh, the swimmer's got a kick out of it. Um, you know, Bronte's, what, 29 years of age and she, she was right into it, you know, mm. which is healthy for her as well. Yeah. No, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, it was great. And everyone that was there that night um, was was right into it, no matter what team you were with. Um, congratulations to Knox, who finished first uh, in the point score overall through the week. Yeah. And they had a massive team and, and they had a really good week. So pack second, well done to them. And probably the team that I thought was the most improved was Carlisle, who finished third. They actually won the open water point score as well. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I thought they were – if we had given out a most improved and a, a team to watch over the next, you know, four to six years or whatever it might be, I think they're one of those teams because they're, they're developing good juniors as well and obviously the trajectory in – the seniors yeah. is, is heading in the right way as well. So well done to everyone. If you finish top 10, Cruz, 10th. So well done to <laughs> sneak it in um, there. I'm actually, um, I think Laura and I were going to go back and check the point score on that last night because we won nine medals on the last night. Yeah. And we thought if we did that, we could um, bump up two, two places. Okay. So um, I don't know who does the point score, <laughs> but we're checking. Lodge in a protest. Um, I could understand yeah, maybe if it was for third or second, but, you know, for, for eight, doesn't matter. That's all right. You'll be right. Well, I was trying to G my guys up, you know, <laughs> for that last night. So, um, so yeah, they came back at me and went, uh, hey, uh, we're, we're still the same, you said. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, well, we're, we're looking into it. <laughs> <laughs> I liked when you had to wear your Santa hat. That was that was cute, mate. That was a, a different look for you. Yeah, that was a, a Bronte deal. Um, she said, if I go 53.5, will you wear the Santa hat? And I said, yep. So. You didn't like it, though, did you? No. No. <laughs> I could tell the look. When I saw you, I thought, he doesn't really want to wear that. So why, why is he wearing it? I could, I could already tell on his face. Uh, Whatever but, motivates yeah. you know, swimmers. So. Um, but, yeah, look, I agree with you with Carlisle. Um, the week before, I, I was up doing a um, – a bit of a breaststroke clinic for Carlisle. Um, I think I think I've mentioned it on the podcast late last year. I was super impressed uh, with Chris and the coaches. Uh, he's got a great team of coaches there with him. They're highly motivated. Um, and, and I got on the plane, come back to Canberra, and, I, and it was sort of like, yeah, I missed those club days, you know. Like you could just sense the energy and um, of – I've said to John Shaw and, and Kirsten Thompson, I said, this club's on the way up. And, um, yeah, I, I think they, they dominated some events uh, just in pure numbers, and that's what you want to see, you know. Uh, it's all it's okay to have a standout ath- age group athlete, but when you've got a core group of swimmers across multiple events and you're putting three and four in finals, uh, if I was the head coach of a state uh, or even a nation, that's what I'd be looking for, and mm. um, they're delivering. And they did it also without Olivia Wunsch. So she only swam, would she swim two or three events maybe? Yeah, yeah not many. Up in Queensland for half the meet. She, she was a gun age grouper. She could have, like the year before, I think she won about, you know, six or eight medals or something. Mm. So they've improved without her. Yeah, even even more impressive, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, open water was good too for all the open water 
teams out there, as I said, Carlisle won. St. George, my team, finished sixth, Shannon. So we're starting our distance revolution. You can yeah. stick the sprint revolution. We're going the distance revolution. <laughs> we oh, finished we finished sixth and uh, our other program, San Susie, finished seventh. So that was that was pretty good. I, I was pretty happy with that. Um, some good when are you going to join forces? Hey? When are you joining forces? Oh, maybe one day. We'll see. Maybe one day. As I said, what's the point now? I want to do it one day when everyone goes, wait, 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 what happened? You can't do that. Now all of a sudden you get all these points. Yeah, we do. But anyway, we're a long way down the track from that. Um, but no, it was good. So congratulations to all the teams, uh, all the coaches out there. It's a, she's a long week state, that's for sure. So uh, well done to all the coaches and teams. Hopefully you all have a, had a, a well-earned rest and a break and and back after it. Um, I thought the... Um just getting back on states, I thought oh, yeah. some of the events flowed better this year. You know, the age groupers having 15-year-old 50s, uh, then the 16s swam after, then the 17s. I think it um, shows our strengths and weaknesses better yeah. when we um, bring, you know, I'd like to see it across more, you know, events uh, where we're putting a group cluster um, and um, and I, I think, you know, that the big thing that I'm sort of harping and banging on about uh, and want to want to try and, um, if possible, if I can, make changes, so um, is that meat has to be our signature meat. Um, and I'm, I, I think it's wrong uh, to, and, and all I do is hear it all the time from everybody, is... Um, Oh, it's an age group. It's not an open meet, and I think that is a big mistake. Um, I think Queensland said it to me, you know, oh, years ago. So maybe when I just started this, or it might have been even earlier in my career, that they thought that was a mistake, and that, um, and I, I didn't give it much, you know, sort of credibility back then. But having been involved. Now and you know it's probably my sixth championship. We we are we are, have to showcase our best people at that. That has to be our flagship meet, and mm. and then the people will say, um, you know, the on deck coaches and the off deck coaches will say, oh, we've got the New South Wales Open for the open swimmers. No, no, no. That is a meet run for the rest of the country. Yeah, 100%. That's exactly what I was about to say. There's always been a meat run for the rest of the country. Yeah. We have to show the age group parents in New South Wales that we have open swimmers and we yep. have open programs. One of the stats that I didn't like um, at States was one that Paul Bruce gave me, uh, which I thank him for, and there was only four clubs and I showed you this, didn't I? Yep, yep. yep only four did. clubs at state champs with more than, with 10 or more swimmers in open events. Yeah. And, and the following week, uh, I, I ran the breaststroke camp here in Canberra with, um, uh, and um, a couple of Victorian coaches were uh, here. And Joel Fink was running the medley guys. And I, I said to Joel, how many, how many clubs do you think, you know? Would have more than ten swimmers at uh, at the you know championship blah blah blah. Yeah. Oh, 15 to twenty. I said uh, four. 
Yeah. And he, his eyeballs nearly fell out of his head. He said, he said, I think off the top of my head, New, uh, Victoria's got 17. So, I mean, we've, we've really got to change that. That, mm. that has to be improved. Um, you know, well, I'd like to see the numbers across the board, though, too, because with all due respect to, to our Victorian people, um, if, they, if they've got 17, they're not yeah, putting and, massive and maybe, numbers on the boards on the on the teams either. So I'd like to see they, that maybe they don't. Um, yeah, no, I know what you mean, but yeah, it'd be good to see across the board, wouldn't it? Because then you can sort of do a little bit of a comparison to say, okay, well, what do Queensland have? What do Victoria have? Well, I, I told Drew, and yep. uh, I think he was going to have a look um, and send me something, but I think he, yeah, uh, they're in the twenty odd. Yeah. It'll be something to to aim for, don't you, you think, for New South Wales? So, but yeah. is that a system oh, thing again, Shannon? Is that something that you know coaches in their home programs are able to just uh, change and manipulate? Is that something New well, South Wales swimming wise? You have to hold on to your athletes. You you know what I'm saying? Is this something we should be all working together as a as a team? Yeah. No more. But you've got to you've got to. Um, one of the first things is you need people to recognise it's a problem. Yeah. Yeah, it's like changing technique, isn't it? So, um, but, you know, when I went into Chandler in 93, it was just a bunch of kids. Yeah. Came an open program. There's lots of examples of that. That's what has to happen. Um, and if you can't look after someone, you want them to stay in the state if that's you think that's the best option. Mm. Not not going over the border or... Um, or uh, you know, going to America. Um, we've got actually, you know, there's a breaststroke girl that was on their camp and um, she swims for Queensland, but she's New South Wales. She's a Tweed Heads girl. Okay. And then someone told me uh, Flynn Southwell, he's from the New South Wales. He lives in New South Wales as well. Flynn Southam? Southam, yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, Two people that. told me that, so I'm not sure. But so, you know, there's plenty. Um, Plenty of New South Welshmen, and um, just got to hold on to them. Oh yeah, we've never had an issue developing, or, or you know. But you know, we, we've got to make that meet our signature meet. Uh, you look at Queensland; they've got banners, they have signings. Mm. They're inspiring the next generation, and that's what we've got to do better. Well, um, that I definitely agree with. They do a great job up there. Yeah. Um, just you mentioned, <laughs> I can't help but but notice that uh, the greatest female Olympian. Um, from Australia, or actually the greatest female Olympian ever, isn't it? Emma McKeon? Yeah. Yeah, I just, they've got a... Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure I do, do my... She's from New grit. South Wales. Yeah, they've got a True Grit um, exhibition on at the moment at National Art, uh, National um, Library here in Canberra. Went through it last weekend and she's in it there with her 11 medal, Olympic medals and, yeah. and whatnot, so... I mean that's and that's where we miss out, don't we? A little bit like there's someone who was developed here in New South Wales and grew yep, up here, country and, girl. Country, and then you know, as you said, she gets shown off if she does up in Queensland to inspire the next Queenslanders. When really she she was, you know, anyway. Well, yeah, I, I agree everyone with you. Everyone talks about, um, yeah, you know, athlete welfare and all that sort of stuff, but yeah, I can't see how. Everyone moving to Queensland is sometimes, it, you know, you, you, there's justification, but it, it certainly can't be the norm, you know, mm. from, a, from a welfare welfare point of view. 
And, you know, um, we, we had the breaststroke camp <clears throat> off the back and we had some Queenslanders who were up there, but they've come from other states. And, you know, um, the coaches are talking about the pressure that they're on because of, you know, families have moved and, and you know, that's been going on now for a long time and, and now I would say it's more pre- prevalent than ever. And, yeah. and yeah, there is a lot of pressure when, when you get entire families uplifting and moving on. So, um, but having said that, you know, I thought, um, I sort of thought some of the events I'd like to have a look at across the board, but one event in the opens that I thought, you know, the women's hundred back, um, and I remember one year the dais of the women's hundred back, we lost them all um, straight off the back of that meet. So the fa- so so the person who comes fourth in that race all of a sudden is the fastest New South Wales person, which yeah. was three seconds slower than the gold medal and a good one and a half seconds behind third place. Yeah. So all in one swoop, we've lost our three fastest, right? So that was a couple of years ago. Um and one of those girls has come back now, so that's good. But last year's winning time was 63-7 for the Women's Open 100 back. And this year uh, she came second in that event. The winning time was 61. The the bronze medal was 63, I think, 2 or something like that. Mm-hmm. So the bronze medal was... 0.6 faster or half a second faster than, than the winning time from last year. And I mentioned that because one of my swimmers had the bronze medal and and she pointed out to me that the first seven place getters went faster than last year's winning time. Oh, it's very good. It is, isn't it? Yeah. And that's the sort of stats we've got to be looking at. You know, you got people from afar wanting to throw uh, stones but you know that's the information that I'd be looking at. That's the progression. You you got it. You got progression at the top in in the dais, mm. and you've got depth progression. Yeah, so. no, that is, it's really good, um, and, and it shows too that if if those guys are, or girls and and guys are sticking around in the sport, longevity in the sport. We had Brad Woodward actually out at our program this morning. Yeah, um, doing some good work with the juniors and and just giving back before he heads off to Doha, which was really nice of him. And he's swimming know, well, isn't he? Yeah, he's swimming well, and that was something he mentioned to our junior, like our little kids kept saying, you know, oh, when did you get PBs? Talking about all this, he's like, did you know I didn't really get a PB between like sixteen and twenty four? Like, I think it was yeah. the two hundred back or something, or he didn't progress it that much. And I said to my guys, like, after two swims without PBs, you want a meeting? This yeah. guy went four or five years. Yeah. And, and look at him go now. So it, it, you know, it's good to see the progression, but it's also good to see that maybe swimmers, yeah, are persevering and sticking in it a little bit more. Um, not to throw shade at the program, but since you're bringing up what we could do better, I don't, I wasn't a huge fan of seeing the 12 year olds in the senior program. I think quite clearly some of them were not seniors. They looked junior, like they just looked like they weren't meant to be there. Yeah. Um, there were swimmers that were in finals just because they were 12. Yeah. No offence to them. I don't want to, like, do you know what I mean, though? Like, we had people who turned 13 and all of a sudden they were, you know, finishing 42nd. But if they were 12, they would have been top 10. 
yeah. don't necessarily know if that really helped or worked. I, I would like 12-year-olds to stay as juniors, especially boys after all this stuff we're learning about with the H2 Grow and long-term athlete. Like the boys, most of them are still fairly adolescent at 12. There's only a few sort of man ch- children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know. They just looked a little bit out of place to me. In, in the program, um, smarter minds than me can pick apart the rest of the program, but uh, I don't yeah, necessarily so know if that worked with the 12 There'll definitely be some tweaks, I think, but that's sort of what we've got to try and do is just tweak it rather than wholesale changes. Um, and, yeah, was it the, with the 12, is there 12-year-olds at age nationals? Nope. Yeah, okay, so that doesn't make <laughs> It didn't really make sense to me either. You have to be 14 for a boy. At age nationals. We'll have to ask Cam Gledhill. He he, he was on the uh, competition committee before me. so Maybe he had some fast 12-year-old boys. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Love you, Cam. Um, (laughs) So another thing that's doing the rounds, mate, uh, age nationals, time finals for uh, form 50. So fly, back and breaststroke. So freestyle you can still... Top 10, get to uh, – do they do A and B finals? I can't remember if we're doing A and B finals again. We did last year. Yeah, but, I, yeah, definitely did last year. Yeah, I know they did last year. I'm not sure if we're doing that again. But this time around, if you're in the 50 fly, 50 back, 50 breast, it is a time final, slowest heats to fastest heats in the morning. So if you only make 50-metre events – or one or two events, you're literally going up for a holiday. You can have a good swim in the morning, do your best, then put your sunscreen on and go off to the beach because you're done for the day. There is no there is no finals. Um, it's caused a little bit of controversy, mainly because of the way I just put that, mate, honestly. Like if you go on it, you wouldn't go now for just yeah. a couple of 50s because, you know, you're just doing a heated swim and then basically that's it. So I think, you know. And, Did and they my- change the um, the time? To get in the time standard, not for my, not to my knowledge, no. Yeah. Um, I can just quickly read it. I've got it here. So uh, it says the amendment was made on the twenty seventh of November. So maybe it flew under the radar. I'm not sure. Maybe everyone's just late to the party. Uh, program of events from day three onwards has been slightly modified. All fifty form strokes events, back fly and breaststroke, and now time finals. Swam slowest heat to fastest heat in the morning sessions only. This change has been made to enable athletes and coaches to focus on improved performance in Olympic events, which is also the selection events for the 2024 Pan Pacific Championships, uh, junior Pan Pacific Championships, sorry, held later in that year. So they're trying to sort of cover themselves there because they've said it's Olympic events and then, you know, someone's going to go, well, what's the little Johnny going to do an Olympic event? So it's also... Junior Pampax um, uh, team selection. So what were your thoughts on that, mate? Well, I know that there was some discussion around um, you had to make a, uh, a a qualifying in the 100. If you made the qualifying time in the 100, then you could go in the 50. So whether they – did that make sense? So you could only go in the 50 form if you qualified for the – Hundred form, so obviously they they've they must have looked at that and then not done that and no, they've come up with this. Yeah. I think this is this is uh, you know I don't think it's good enough to be honest. Um, I think they should have made a harder call. They probably didn't for monetary reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And now, now we're sacrificing, you know, the top guys in that those events. I mean, the top go, guys in those events, they're the top guys in the 100 of that event, aren't they? Mostly, yeah. You know, Especially in juniors, for sure. Yeah, and, you know, the, what, are, what are you paying? Was it 35 bucks or 32 bucks? Yeah, she's not cheap. So you only get a heat. Well, I would have thought at the very least they would have gone top-seeded people in the final at night. You know, um, I thought that might have, you know, when, when I first heard of this, I thought, well, that's what they'll do. They'll just, you know, like a distance event. Yep. I don't know. They haven't done that. So I was on the national event camp. Oh, sorry, not the national event camp, the national breaststroke um, guys that I ran for Lee. Um, and it's like the emerging group. So it's just that group just under, you know, we had some good swimmers, you know, 224 for the Turner breaststroke uh, girls. Um, Swimming well at the moment, 107s, uh, 60 point, 100 meter breaststrokers for the men, um, and 212. So, you know, some good people. But as I said to the coaches, um, when we were having our coach meetings and stuff, if you're a female 200 breaststroker and can't swim 30 seconds, you're not fast enough. Mm. We've got one swimmer, I think, in the whole country who can swim 30 seconds. Yeah. And she doesn't do the 200. Uh, there's a Kiwi girl who goes 30. She's 16. Yeah. She was at States. Um, so, you know, to all these people who think, oh, it's only 54, it's not an Olympic event, you are preparing and develop. You are developing a young athlete to become an open swimmer. It is so much harder to try and turn back time and find speed with a 20-year-old than it is with a 15, 16-year-old. Like all the events matter when you're developing for them to be something. So yeah. if they're an age grouper, you shouldn't be training them for the 200 breaststroke. You shouldn't be training them for the 100 breaststroke. You shouldn't be. You're just training. You're trying to learn skills, how to hold water at a fast rate, how yeah. with, with, with uh, distance per stroke strategy all that you know you're in the medley everything we've talked about over the years and what you hear then they come out and say it's not an olympic event so we're not going to have a final yeah but it's an important part of olympic events mm. and if you're not fast enough you're not in the game yeah so now we've got you know our top breaststrokers who who can't swim fast enough for the event that their best event is. Right. Yeah, if you can't swim 30, you're not fast enough for the turn of breast. If, if you're not, I mean, look at the, the backstroke. Well, if you can't go 27 low, you're not you're going to be in the game either. Mm. You know, uh, Belinda Hocking was fast enough at 28 two, 10 years ago for a turn of back. Wasn't fast enough for the 100, even though she was a 59. But her fi first 50 wasn't quick enough. She needed to be a 27-second swimmer. Well, now you've got to be a 27-second swimmer. Well, this is what I would want if I was coaching a Toronto backstroker. Why would I want that? Oh, because, the you know, Kaylee McEwen goes 26. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, history shows us 
that, you know, that's what Kieran Perkins did in the 1500. You know, he just moved, he moved the event on because they just became much more of a, uh, he had much more speed than, um, you know, Glenn Hausman, who was probably the, guy, the mantle he took. So, and then, you know, Grant Hackett had more speed again. And he, what's uh, Bobby Fink? Does he come home in 25 points? Oh yeah, oh he's, he's Bobby Fink. If he if they turn with a lap to go and he's is in a sniff of the leader, it's it's almost Bobby Fink's race because there's not many people who can mm. change gears as quick as he can on that last, which is yeah, super impressive. It's almost yes. Yeah, so I just different. don't know why you have that. Why anyone would verbalise that mentality, let alone write it down. Is it not junior development? Is it what? What's this meet still? What? what I, I guess that's the. What, what are we looking at? It should be a development meet. Well, that's what I mean. Are, are we almost not looking at it now as in a, a like a? It's it's looked at differently. Clearly, if it's selection and we're changing this, or we're changing that for selections. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's just. I don't know. I, I haven't seen the Junior Pan Pack. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen a Junior Pan Pack um, event. Uh, I don't even know if they have form strokes, but if they do, they're probably just going to put the the hundred person in. But yeah, to say that oh, it doesn't matter because it's not an Olympic event. I mean, that's just naive. That's just naivety. Yeah, I I think in a lot of ways. Um... You know, we you know we talk a lot about the NRL on here. The NRL get criticised a lot for chopping and changing depending on which way the wind blows at times. And I, I think we're becoming a little bit like that. Yeah. Like, all right, how was the you know as you said, tinker maybe slightly with things, but you know, people are just obviously getting in there and I don't know. I don't want to say driving agendas because it makes it sound bad, but. Obviously, people of influence are influencing programs and changing things, and it just seems too much chopping and changing each year. Yeah. Like, as you said, yeah, a little bit of change, but every year it's almost like we've got to – we better go through the book, the whole book again next year and read it, read the fight, because there could be something completely different from last time or, you know, I get sometimes the QTs could be manipulated depending on age groups and, and everyone develops and some, you know, some age groups – progress yeah. some don't as much i get that that's fine but yeah we just seem to be changing programs and rules and systems yeah. a bit too much to follow for anyone well just it just reeks of oh, well we want the 50s to be in there because it's good revenue but we don't really want the 50s to be in there because of x yeah you know i i would want the 50s to be in there because i think they're a vital part of developing a swimmer yeah I would, you know, if the meat went for too long, which it did, then you just cut the, um, you bite the bullet and you, and you cut the, the time standards. So but they obviously didn't want to do that. Well, I think they did a little bit, but, like, I think some of the, um, from memory, I, I think the, you know, 13-year-old girls, 53 was 29.3 last year. This year it's 29.0. So they've manipulated it a little bit, but yeah, I, I agree with you. They, they clearly wanted the the money that those fifty meter events mm. brought, but then they were like, "Well, how can we save time, you know, elsewhere, or how can we change?" You know, it just 
At, at least give them the respect of putting a final on. Yeah. Oof. I imagine if you come all the way down from the top of Queensland or if you're yeah. a country in New South Wales and you go all the way there and you're yeah. the fastest and, well, all you get is one swim, Johnny. Yeah. And, and you know. And not- collect your medal from up in the corner on the table <laughs> up in the back. So I don't even – we hopefully we keep pushing. Between now and April, we've got to keep pushing this agenda. Please. Please, for the love of God, for the podcast's sake as well, so Shannon doesn't come on here and have a blow a gasket. Can we please <laughs> award the medals in front of the viewing People. public so yeah. that they can get the recognition they deserve? Please. Absolutely. 100%. And, and you know, the other thing about the 50s is you, you, can, you can find some diamonds out there. You know, someone who's only trained three months, because of they, you know, training St. George, Queensland, or Roma, Queensland, or, you know, pool availability or whatever. Mm. And, they, you know, they go 32 for the 50 breasts or they go 29, you know, 29 anything for the 50. Well, oh, well, they only train. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Well, let's just, uh, we've got something here. Yeah. Anyway, silly. Well- yeah, just yes. Yeah, so just I'd wish they'd stop playing around with stuff so much. Um, and, and the other thing coming up, mate. Not that it's high on your agenda, but open water nationals uh, over in Bustleton. Uh, oh, yeah, you happy about that, aren't you? Two weeks away. <laughs> well, I don't mind Bustleton, like you know. But it was it was the oh, late yeah. was the late delivery of the news oh. of we're in Bustleton. Uh, it's a long way to go to get told uh, with very limited notice that you're over there, but. Um, it's a nice spot, Bustleton. Have you, have you ever been? No. Well, if you ever get a chance, if if you and the missus ever get in a, a motor home and you're travelling around um, Western Australia, Bustleton is a good spot. You, you're a man who likes his beers and wines and stuff like that. They've got some great tasting, you know, wine tasting and that sort of stuff and, and beer tasting and all that sort of stuff. Um, so it's a great spot. It is nice. It's just a punish to get to, five-hour flight, three-hour drive. Um, yeah. But nonetheless, we're going to be there in two weeks. So, um, how's your guys looking for that? Yeah, all good. We've um, kept it ticking over over Christmas. It's always hard for those guys over Christmas with everyone else getting 10, 10 days break at least. Sometimes I give I give my guys a little bit of a break through that period. Um, but they don't get as much of a break. They just get the public holidays and then they're in. Um, so yeah, it's a little bit tougher for them. But no, they've been good. We've not changed or reinvented the wheel mate just keeping capacities and been doing some speed work which they like to jump in on as well and do a little bit of that especially for starts and changing gears throughout the race and the surges and finishes and all that sort of stuff so not looking good um we actually went um one two in the 10ks for the 18 year old girls so um one of my girls jess won it and um isabella got second so uh, hopefully they can um, head over and do well. But open water is one of those weird ones, isn't it? I always think it's like um, it's like a boxing match. Who was it? Mike Tyson. So you always got to you've got to everyone's got a, a plan until they get punched in the face. <laughs> and open water is a bit like that, you know. You know we can plan all this stuff and we can get them ready. But I mean, if it if it kicks off at the beginning and someone's getting drowned and smacked in the head, it can mm-hmm. go downhill pretty quickly. So. It's a bit of luck involved, um, but I like that. I like that as well because it, yeah. it gives the the battlers a chance and the ones who sort of 
punch above their weight, um, they get a bit of more of an opportunity in open water where usually in the pool, if, you, if you're not up to scratch, you're just not up to scratch, are you? Where yeah. open water, you can get a really good start, get on someone's feet, um, you know, get your way into the race and, and things can go your way and, and all that sort of stuff. So I like that. And, yeah, no, we're looking good, looking forward to it. Now that we're going, I'm looking forward to it. Got a nice bit of a combination, good spot near the water. I'm, I'm ready to go. Do We've got one day off too while you're over there because they've, they've spread, I don't know, if you keep up on your open water events, mate, but they've, they've made it now like basically nearly a week. So you start yep. on the Wednesday, I think you finish Saturday. We've got a relay. We're doing a four by 1500 relay, Shannon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, about they're, that. yeah they're excited. Um, so we're doing that, but there's one day where, yeah, we're all off. So usually, um, me and a couple of the parents or the coaches book a couple of wine testings or yeah, get around and enjoy that. So yeah, it's nice once you're over there. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, the other thing that's coming up that you've got to mention before we go is the world champs in Doha, which as I said, um, had Brad Woodward out this morning and had a bit of a chat to him before he leaves and the interesting sort of scenarios that might play out over there with lots of the swimmers and obviously the Australian team's only a small one, um, yeah. but a, a lot of the countries are only sending small teams as well. Do you anticipate any sort of breakout performances at this meet? Is it just going to be a good one maybe for the juniors? Like I know Jacqueline Barclay, who's a junior world champion, um, she's made the Australian team for this. So it's like it's a good one for her. Yeah, I, I can see the, the rationale in that. Look, um, you know, I've got enough on my plate. I, um, I, you know, I know we've talked about it, but the only reason why I know it's coming up is because uh, Erica Fairweather and, and Lars Huma are, you know, here in Canberra this week. Uh, it's sort of their second visit in five weeks. So, yep. um, um, and, uh, you know, we're talking about world champs and stuff like that, obviously, with Lars and and it's great having them here again and um so i know it's coming up but what was it six months ago was it i mean yeah Whew. yeah anyway <laughs> we'll leave it at that um but i think you know for someone like uh, uh, jacqueline yeah it's a it's it sort of helped it's good for her um mm. and i i did the same thing with belinda hocking with in 2008 we had the world short course champs and i've I thought, well, she's a chance of making this Olympic team. I don't want that to be a very first, yeah. and, and which could have been a very first team. So um, we went for the world short course team, which ended up being straight off the back of the Olympic trials, just so that she'd been to an international meet before. You know? um, so I think for someone like Jacqueline, that's a good thing. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, you certainly wouldn't want another world championships at the end of this year, would you? you know? No, yeah, I, th I think, um, yeah, no, you're right. And we, we might see the emergence of some great juniors from around the world, some European juniors coming through. We might see yeah, a few certainly of those. that possibility, isn't there? Um, it's also going to be interesting, uh, you know, some of the some of the swimmers, especially like Brad Woodward, did a lot of racing over December. With um, They are in Japan, then they went to Brisbane, then they went to obviously New South Wales state. So whether off the back of that, um, there's a, a little bit of a shift and maybe maybe he has a, a really good meet. I, I think it'd be interesting to see how he goes over there mm. and swimmers who did do a lot of that 
uh, racing through that period of time and then do bad through that, right? But it was a lot of racing. So they weren't, they certainly weren't knocking down their best times. Maybe yeah. off the back of that, they might get a bit of, um, yeah, a shift, but who knows? Yeah, that, w- that will be interesting. Also, you know, the next few months off, off the meet too, isn't it? Because as you say, there has been quite a lot of racing. So, uh, and that can be good, but it also can be detrimental. So, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, for those listening, I think Bobby Hurley and I are going to do a bit of a preview about the world champs coming up too, because I think he's over there commentating for this one. So, well, that'd be uh, good. Yeah, we'll we'll have a bit of a deep dive, and he's really really good with all of his knowledge of the European swimmers and juniors mm. and that sort of stuff coming through, which is perfect because. I don't have that much knowledge about the, the European swimmers and the, the junior European swimmers and that sort of stuff coming through. And, um, yeah, yeah he's, he's super switched on Bobby and does a great job with his commentary. So uh, keep an ear out for that, guys. We'll do a bit of a World Champs preview um, over the next week or so before he heads off. Um, so you've got next week, is it, South Australian Champs? Yeah, so we leave Thursday. Um, so that should be good. I've never been to South Australian Champs ever before. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I've heard it's a pretty good meet. Um, be interesting, you know, see what comes of it. I, th- I think they do it a little bit different with their heats and finals. So I'll, I'll be good to see how that plays out. Yeah. Um, and there's, it's not often that I could say I've been to a yeah, so a, a brand new swim meet in Australia, so that's good. So I'm looking, sort of looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, and and then yeah, it's actually it's all it's all going to go fast. There's uh, from South Australia to New South Wales Open. There's eight week, eight week block, and then there's another four and a bit to um, the Australian Open, and then there's seven plus race week, so to Olympic trials. So it's all going to go quickly. Yeah, no, definitely. It always does this time of year, um, especially for the coaches listening with all junior swimmers as well with school school carnivals and all that sort of stuff. And there's just so much happening. Yeah. Um, it, it certainly gets on you quick. Um, I'm reminded, <laughs> I just remembered before when you're talking about the 10 by 50 when you won and, and we, we had, um, we caught up with some of the Carlisle coaches that night and you said to Michaela, oh, you guys didn't have anyone in that. And because you were up on a high, you know, you were, you, you know, <laughs> cock a hoot, you know, you guys won. She goes, nah, we don't do the egg and spoon races. And you was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, you were so happy with yourself. And she just said that. And you're like, oh, well, I thought it was good anyway. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Um, so, yeah, I'm not sure to the listeners out there if we're going to have a podcast out next week. Um, we'll, we'll have to have a look if we can catch up before Shannon heads away. Yeah, fly out, I think, about 10 o'clock. Okay. Well, if if not, we'll be back on the week after anyway. And then, as I said, we'll definitely get a world champs preview of Bobby Hurley. I think David Clark might be coming back on soon to do some history of open water swimming, Shannon, and a few other things. I always like chatting to David. I always walk away way more knowledgeable than I went into my chat with him because he's super smart. Yeah, I met him um, in person. And what meet was that? I think it was Australian short course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's taller than I thought, but <laughs> <then> again, <laughs> most people are. 
<laughs> oh, isn't that funny? Always um, when you talk to people on the phone and you don't really ever sit, you know, get to meet them, you always have a picture in your head of what someone looks like. Yeah. And very rarely do they turn out to look like that. Yeah. Very rarely. Um, oh, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> yes, taller than you thought. There you go. Because we've seen his head on, yeah. on Zoom, but we've never, yeah, I've never. Interesting. But anyway, we'll have David back on. Um, all right. To all the listeners out there, thank you very much. Happy New Year. As I said, good luck over the next few weeks if you're going over to Perth, uh, over to well, Bustleton. So good luck to all those gearing up for Open Water Nationals. Um, if you're heading to – because you know, there's a few people, a few teams heading over to, to Adelaide as well next week, isn't there? A few. Yeah, I think it's going to be quite a, de- a decent meet. Yeah, so so- um, New South Wales is sending a team. Um, and then I think the, the, there'll be a couple of open swimmers. I know, I know Kate Campbell's going. Um, there'll be others as well. So, yeah, well, good luck to everyone heading over to that as well. Um, and anyone that's just enjoying their Januaries, enjoy yourselves. Anyone's having holidays, I'm jealous. I don't get holidays. I just I want a holiday. You see people, oh, I had a cruise. Oh, we went here, we went there. What'd you do? Sweet stuff all. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I know it's, it's coaching, isn't it? But I know that, you know, there's a few coaches. I know one coach went overseas for four or five weeks off the back of the New South Wales States. And I thought, oh, I'm going into a camp <laughs> where I've got to do 15 swim sessions this week because I had to coach my my group and the uh, the camp back-to-back, so four sessions a day sort of thing. And, oh. Anyway, one day, one day, one took day. a breath and went for it. Yeah, I always say to my missus, one day we'll we'll just we'll live we'll have a year where we're just not even in Australia. She said, "Well, no, we won't." I said, "Yeah, but I want to dream that day." <laughs> I, I thought about that actually. Yeah, 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 like a year. Yeah, like we you get to do on some cruises. You you travel around a bit, like you you know, mm. you've got businesses back at home just knocking, just rolling themselves over, so you don't have to really worry too much. But yeah, so it's not anytime soon, but one day. You've got to be able to make money in your sleep. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that day's I've ever been working gonna... on that for a while actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'll do a podcast about Shannon's um, where to invest one day too when the stocks. Oh, I, I won't be able to say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, you have a good weekend. We'll uh, we'll catch up with you again very soon. See you later. See you, everyone. Bye. Today's episode of Off the Block Swimming Podcast is proudly brought to you by our great sponsors, DMC Fins. DMC fins are the best training fins in the business. Just have a look around in everybody's kit bag on pool deck, and there's a pair of DMC fins in there. Swimmers, surfers, they're all using DMC fins as their choice of aquatic propulsion. Even superstar Cody Simpson is using DMC fins to help with his training towards Paris 2024. Head over to dmcfins.com.au right now for all the latest deals and discounts on fins as well as hand paddles and other training aids and use the promotion code OFFTHEBLOCKS for a 10% discount at checkout.